Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Bieber. Let's find out which park icon we're going to be drinking responsibly this week. For a long time, we didn't know what the hell this park icon was or is. Is it a water tower, a sorcerer's hat, a Chinese theater, or a tall pinkish structure housing what is arguably, based on the ranking system on the show, one of the best rides in the park? Well, in recent weeks, Disney has confirmed for us that the current park icon for Hollywood Studios is, for now, the Tower of Terror. That's right, the bitch is back. So let's gather some chilling facts and some electrifying drinks, and we'll be right back. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance. A dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. A dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. Hey, Rye, are you ready to get weedy with it? Dropping that bass. Yeah, we got some beats today. You no, know, you know. <laughs> it was trap music, Tower of Terror style. <laughs> bra, bra. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, I'm great. How are you? Good. Are you enjoying this little breakout series we got going on here? Yeah, I'm enjoying the breakout series. I, we're doing some day drinking today. I'm excited about day, day drinking. drinking. Day drinking is a, a big, I'm a big fan. And I am day drinking in Florida. Florida, baby. So it's there's like you can see a bird flying right behind me right now, Ryan. So some of the much beloved wildlife found here in oh, Florida. I'm, I'm I'm so excited to hear all of the the flora and the fauna. Do you right. have any, you have singing flowers over there? No, but there is there's a, a barking dog. That, <laughs> there's, there's a barking, a barking dog. dog. Um, that's great. <laughs> we named him is, Flower, though. His name is Flower, so. Oh, and there is a, um, a a singing frog that I've been hearing off, like, yesterday. My father was like, oh, by the way, that thing is deadly, and don't let the dog anywhere near because the dog will die within 15 minutes. And I'm oh, like, wow, lovely. welcome to Florida. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> the Australia of America. <laughs> okay, so let's day drink. Um, today we're going to be drinking You're Going Down. The hatch. Oh, uh, all right, all right. I like it. <laughs> it's based off of the popular drink um, of the 1920s because the Tower of Terror is based in the 1920s called the Bee's Knees. Uh, that was an expression that was popular back then to mean the best. You know what? I'm a big fan of that expression. You're the Bee's Knees? I wanted to come back, like, real bad. Is that one of your go-to pickup lines? <laughs> I mean, like, it's, like, I know it's lame, but I like, I, like, I really like it. I want to it's be able cute. to. I want to be able to call things the bee's knees again. It's it's cute. I mean, it's a cute like a little bee with little knees. Yeah, but if we were in a conversation and I dropped that that hot ticker, you would not uh, let me live it down. The record would stop. And yeah, I would you would call me continuously bring it up. Yeah, you would call me grandpa for the next like three days. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like Ryan. Remember when you said the bee's knees about like the drink that you were drinking? <laughs> But it was called anyway. the Bee's Knees. <laughs> so then it all makes sense. So um, this co- this cocktail was popular because it's it used bathtub gin, a trendy prohibition dr- uh, spirit. Damn straight. Of the day. There's, an, um, there's a great uh, speakeasy in New York City called Bathtub Gin, and you walk into like a uh, – like kind of uh, just like a regular, not bodega, but like, uh, I don't know, like a sundries store, you know, like where you would buy, well, like you know, whatever. Sundries. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> I think like nuts, maybe some millet. Maybe you'd buy millet there. And uh, out, out, <laughs> of a, out of a bag. I don't feel stupid. Yeah. I don't know what that is. They're like grains, oats, oh. you know, yeah, everything, I'm, everything I'm, is served so- in bags and you'd have to have like a scoop. Um, but you walk through a back door and then you're in this like really, really nice kind of posh, uh, bar that's like, you know, hiding back there and they, they specialize in gin. Anyways, if you're ever in New York city, check it out. Bathtub gin. Check it out. Well, apparently bathtub gin wasn't the smoothest of the alcohols. So they created this drink, which had, um, honey and lemon juice 
to mask the taste of the bathtub gin. There's a plane going overhead right now. Uh, so what you're going to need is you're going to need ice, two ounces of gin, uh, three-fourths three ounces of freshly squeezed lemon juice, a half ounce of honey, and a lime wedge. And you're going to put all that into a shaker. And you're going to strain it into a mug or cocktail glass and garnish with a lemon wedge. You know, this is good. This is a good drink. It is good. It's refreshing. Yeah, this is I mean, a I'm solid... I'm not a gin person, but... But cheers. I, like, I'm into it. For day drinking, like, you you picked a good one. This is, like, perfect. You always want lemons in your day drink. It makes you feel a little classy. You know what? I do. I always want lemons in my day drink. <laughs> um, what kind of mug are you drinking out of today, Ryan? Um, so I, I think a lot of my mugs are in the dishwasher, and I'm lazy, so I didn't hand wash any of them. So I'm, I'm going out of uh, a, uh, a Star Wars mug because, you know, close enough. Right. So. Uh, I am drinking out of a um, uh, just a regular mug that says coffee yeah. on it. Yeah. So that close, <laughs> again, close enough. <laughs> you know what, though? I think this speaks to what we're going to be speaking about today in the terms of that, parks. Yeah. This place doesn't know what it wants to be. <laughs> doesn't know what it wants to be and neither do our mugs. <laughs> so, Damn straight. I'm um, I'm kind of convinced that like I might be like a, a you know a fortune teller in this instance that Star Wars will be the next icon of this park. They're just going to be like some hmm. some Batu spires or something. Well, I mean they are using the Batu spires like when you're on the 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 channel when you're staying in the the Disney hotels. Uh, it's got a name WDW today, and the, you see like you'll see the Tower of Terror, and then you'll see like the spires. And then you'll see like something else. Maybe it's like to- something from Toy Story. But then they also do the same thing at Hollywood. Stu- I mean, at uh, Animal Kingdom, where they show the Tree of Life, and then they show um, Pandora right next to it as well. Oh, really? With like the floating mountains? Yes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, so okay, so let's just let's just get into this then, right at the. Um. So uh, okay, so let's just let's talk about let's talk about Hollywood Studios. Um, overall, because this park has had a lot of different icons, not just one. Like any of the other four parks that we've been talking about, we've been able to just clearly identify what the icon is and just jump right into it. Um, and but, although although the the current icon is the biggest icon that they've ever had, like size wise, sure. Um, I don't out of out of the entire history of this place, I don't think that it's my favorite. So we'll see by the end of this uh, the show. Whether or not I can change, or and you can change. I feel like my I mind. know what I'm going to guess. What I think your favorite is. I feel like don't feel spo- like, spoiler alert. I, I let, let me guess at the end what I think. But I mean, I think I know what it, I think. I can guess what your favorite is. But um, I think you probably can right. too. <laughs> I think because you're you know a little sentimental, so you might go right back to the beginning. Oh, I go way back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me just say a couple things here. Hollywood Studios is the fifth most visited theme park in North America and the ninth most visited theme park in the world. However, like I just said, unlike its three brother and sister parks, it has never had a permanent park icon associated with it. And we're talking like a theme park, the fifth most visited theme park in the world. And it's probably the most disjointed in terms of like just trying to figure out what it wants to be. And uh, I think that's evidenced by what we're going to talk about here. So um, uh, Hollywood Studios opened in 1989 and the park's icon was originally the 130-foot-tall Earful Tower. The Earful Tower was located in the studio backlot tour backstage area of the park. It was the original icon alongside of the Chinese Theater. So technically, at that time, it was the Earful Tower and the Chinese Theater that were considered the park icons. Uh, this was until 2001. And even though uh, it was no longer the official icon, the tower stood until uh, April 29, 2016, when it was removed to facilitate the construction of the park's Toy Story Land. Where that tower at now? I don't know, but... Uh, it's um, so upsetting to me. It's so upsetting to me like that we don't know. Like, put in Disney Springs. thing that just it was removed. Put in Disney Springs. Well, you know, like, Disney Springs yeah. got Mad Water Towers around. Like, what the fuck? Well, one of them can't be the right. UFO Tower? You I guess crazy. I didn't figure. Like, guess I didn't feel that that like those ones were. Um, I, like, it didn't go with the theming of that. But um, was was it a real water tower? No. <laughs> so <laughs> My, weird. like me, like many things, it was not real. <laughs> That's so weird. There, that, like somebody <laughs> yeah. was like, "Oh, we should just like put a water tower in, but it yeah. won't be functional. Like, we just need a place to put the ears." <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I think they just wanted an icon, and that's what they sort of came up with. But yeah. it was not it was not real, no. Um, but then it, like, sort of it was just there for a very long time. It was one of these things where it was like you knew it wasn't the park icon, but it was still there up until 2016. You know, you know what's crazy about it is that, like, I have – I'm, I'm going to cut to the chase. I love the the Earful Tower. Right. I, I figured. Right. But – I don't know where it was. Like, I don't remember. You never saw it in the park. Like, I remember seeing right. it through, like, their literature and pictures and, like, you know, billboards and stuff like that. But you don't, like, you never recognized it as, like, a weenie. Like, it would not do very well in this icon study that we're doing. You know, like, it's it's not very representative of, like, the park itself. And it doesn't yeah. guide you anywhere because it was like off it was in the back lot <laughs> you know like you couldn't you it's not like you could walk to the bottom of the earful tower right like as i'm researching this like i had the same thing as you I was like i didn't know where that thing was and then i found out it was in the studio back lot tour and i was like oh okay well yeah. that solves that mystery yeah um and from there we move on to what um to the next icon which i'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on built in front of the great movie ride was the sorcerer's hat which served as the park's official icon from 2001 until 2015. The structure was inspired by the Sorcerer's Apprentice segment of the animated film Fantasia. With its opening, it was used as a venue for pin trading and sales and also served as a backdrop to many special events and shows. High School Musical Live culminated numerous dances from several Disney Channel shows that performed throughout the day in front of the hat, and Disney characters made meet-and-greet appearances around the hat as well. The Sorcerer's Hat was originally, this is cool, the Sorcerer's Hat was originally going to be built in the space cleared for David Copperfield's Magic Underground Restaurant that was ultimately never built. Did you ever hear about this? Oh, yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. I did not. I did not know about this. After David Copperfield, they were going to have Lance Burton come and do it, right? Mm. So, like, the David Copperfield deal fell through, and then... Uh, you know, Las Vegas famous magician Lance Burton was going to be the guy, and he was like, "Oh wait, wait, wait! This was Copperfield's joint. I'm, I'm out. I'm out." Like, oh. you know, like, like the magic, uh, the magic won't, wouldn't let him uh, perform there or something. Wow! Something about the magic code. I mean, the the whole idea of that restaurant just sounds so cool, and oh. I just hate that it was never built. I I I want in there. You can online find like some artwork and stuff that uh, that helps to inspire. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Well, so the the sorcerer's hat was originally going to be twice its height, with two Ferris wheels oh as my ears. God. Really? It was yeah. going to be bigger. Yeah, twice its height, two Ferris wheels, working Ferris wheels as ears. And that's horrific. Walt Walt Disney's one man stream was going to be underneath it. Well, that's better. A, that's better than pin trading. Yeah. Well, what ha- so what happened was the plans were changed, um, and. <laughs> when the retail side of the park decided to fund it, which I didn't know that they competed with, <laughs> with those things. I wonder, was that and Chapek? Represent- at, do you think that was Chapek at that point? Well, it's the timeline would suggest, like we're, we're talking uh, 2001. Yeah, I don't know still if he was. Be, I don't know if still he might was, be Eisner. Yeah, I don't, I, well, I, I don't know if Chapek was leading retail at that point. I'm not sure. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was like in, you know, in upper management of retail at that point. But I don't know if he was leading because he's been with the company for thirty some odd years, I think. Yeah. yeah. So the retail side wanted it to be in the center of the park and be the icon for a pin trading station. Um, and after spending much of its time as an overall polarizing icon, one of the most, like people either really loved it or really hate it, Disney confirmed that the Sorcerer's Hat would be removed and taken down on February 25th. 2015 what are your feelings on the sorcerer's hat oh my feelings on the sorcerer's hat are well like got it (laughs) yeah i think that's like my overall feeling of the sorcerer's hat from start to i mean like at the end you know at at the end of it you know it's pretty pretty happy meaning when they took it down (laughs) yeah 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 um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really feel like it, it made me feel anything, which is probably like why people hated it. Cause I, I just feel like it, it looked like it could be in like the Disney store. Totally. It, it was, it, it was just, 
crappy. It was it was crappy, and it blocked the great view of the Chinese the theater. Chinese theater, yeah, yeah. Like, what is the point of that? Like, why have the Chinese theater behind a hat? Like now, in that same area, I believe is like a, a permanent stage for like uh-huh. the Star Wars. Uh, Right, because they do fireworks thing, right? behind it now. Yeah, and, so, and Star Wars stuff, yeah. But that's, like, low enough where it doesn't block any view. Like, it's fine. It's fine that it's out all day and, you know, nobody uses it. It's it's fine. It's not out all day. The stage? It's, pre- it's pretty clear in that area. Yeah. Unless yeah, I mean, like, like you, can, you can see all the way through and you can walk all the way around and stuff, but there's, like, yeah. there is a permanent stage around. But it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother you. Uh, that hat, I... Um, you know, you'd think at a, as an eleven-year-old boy, I'd be pumped on that hat. I was yeah. not. I was the opposite of pumped on that hat. And then when you find out, like all that you can get in there is like pin trading, like get the fuck out of here. I'll be, I'm going to say something that's going to blow everyone's mind, but I'm actually like not even a fan of like getting my photo taken with Sorcerer Mickey. Like I just don't like that costume. I'm not into it, and I don't know why. I just feel like it's kind of meh. Like I mean, a red robe and a hat. I, I'm, I'm not even in. I'm just not into it. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, like I. I don't get my picture taken with uh, very many <laughs> characters. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go seek out that one. I. I do like Sorcerer Mickey. Like, I love him in Fantasmic, and I think like as a character, like that's like one of his better roles. Something about that character feels very young, but then, like, Mickey is, like, an adult, and he's, like, wearing that costume where I feel like when I see him like that, it looks like an adult, like, wearing a kid's costume. Interesting. It feels off. Sure. Like, because I, I, I picture the character as, like, young. Like, Mickey's the apprentice. He's this little young guy, but then, like, there's adult Mickey. Like, it's like somebody who went to Hogwarts, and, like, if Harry Potter, like, had graduated 20 years ago and he went back and put on his robes. <laughs> that's how it feels <laughs> i i feel like he probably would go back and put on his robes though like <laughs> why i mean what else is there for him to do like when he <laughs> goes to to uh what's his son's name severus's uh you know graduation he's probably gonna be rocking his griff robes right yeah <laughs> gryffindor do or die you know <laughs> oh boy it's fucking like a true gryffindor you know it um brave to the bone <laughs> okay so let's move on um although um so after that the park was pretty much iconless um well they, they here, always they always had the chinese theater right to fall back on well so it was it was open to your interpretation yeah of like is it the chinese theater or is it tower of terror um although a lot of people believed it was tower of terror because after the demolition of the sorcerers had um, Disney promoted the Tower of Terror on all of its like promotional material, and on WDW it showed Tower of Terror as the main icon, but they never confirmed it. But we got our answer in 2021 while unveiling its plans to jazz up all four park icons in celebration of the 50th anniversary. The company officially revealed that the current Hollywood Studios park icon is, in fact, Tower of Terror, and we can all rest easy even though that will probably change again. <laughs> like, I just, I don't feel like it's the permanent icon forever. I just don't. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's such a weird one, right? Because they, they have just, you know, taken away the IP of, of Twilight Zone and made it, you know, made the tower into something completely different in California. Right. You know, like, like for a look, for a good portion of time, we, as, as fans were like, are they going to do that in Florida? Are we going to have a, oh, are I still we even feel like have the other shoe, zone? I feel like the other shoe is going to drop any day now, and I'm terrified of it. Yeah. It's my absolute favorite ride, and I don't want them to change it into a fucking Marvel ride or whatever. Yeah, even though that, that, that ride, that Guardians ride, is incredible. I will, I will I go know, out and say it. It. Like, it's, it is an incredible ride. But that being said, um, you know. I'm a huge fan of Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, as noted by our scores for it during <laughs> our, our, you know, uh, Drink That Ride competition, where it's by far the, uh, you know, the the winner of it so far, and uh, and that's been yeah. going on for 52 weeks. You know, it's it's gone up against. Yeah. It was like one of our first things that we did. I think we did it like number four. Right, and it it's hasn't, just been hard to take down. And there hasn't been anything like even remotely close. I mean, even Splash was like a forty-five or something. 
Right, and this is 48.5. Yeah, so. So, um, um, yeah, it's a weird one, but, yeah, I just feel like it's just going to change again. I I don't trust it because I just feel like I don't know if they love that it's the Tower of Terror. I feel like they're going to want to put some IP on it and. It just feels like it's going to change. Yeah, I mean, what things that I don't think are going to change is I think that they will always have a nighttime uh, spectacular projection mapping piece on it. Some of the best projection mapping. Yeah, it's like, very successful. I mean, I still think I think that Tree of Life does it. Tree of Life better. is the best, but I think that this is the second best. Like, it's so beautiful, and and because I think the amount of space that they have, it's huge. It's like when you're standing there and you're watching. We'll get into it when we get into lighting. When you're watching that, like you're just like you don't know where to look up, down, like you've got something going on at all portions of it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Now, is that is this the tallest icon? So yes, because this is um, this is uh, 199 feet. Yeah. So this is the tallest icon. Yeah, beating because Cinderella's it, castle by like 10 feet or so. By like 10 feet, yeah. And I'm not sure. Where Let Epcot me, falls. Epcot falls somewhere. So Epcot, so Epcot is 180 feet. Yeah, okay. So Because this is what I was going to say. At 199 feet, it is the second tallest attraction in Walt Disney World next to Expedition Everest, which is a half of a foot taller. But from 1999 to 2007, the Tower of Terror was the third tallest as the wand decorating spaceship Earth temporarily added 41 feet to the 180 foot tall attraction. Well, um, similar to similarly to the hat, that wand can go fuck itself. So no, I disagree with that. I not, love that fucking wand. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, as many people know, the Tower of Terror is only 199 feet high because the Walt Disney World uh, company uh, has to deal with FAA regulations that require a fixed red light beam beacon to be added to the top of any 200 foot or taller building. And Imagineers thought that the beacon would take away from the hotel's 1939 theme. Sorry, I said 1920s earlier. 1939 theme, theme, but still wanted to make the tower as tall as possible. So they really pushed it because they needed the height. <laughs> and it looks gargantuan. Uh, like, I mean, it looks even it taller. It looks, you know, in a different way, like Expedition Everest does not look like it's 200 feet tall. You know, like it's because no. it's wide and things like that. Like it, it just it does not. Chody, read. as you would like to say. Yeah, yeah, it's real chody. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a chody jody. Um, but uh, but this tower, like you know, through force perspective and stuff like that, it it feels like it's so tall. It feels massive. I, yeah, it really feels like a tower. Like yeah. you know, we you know we live in New York City and we see built like high buildings all the time and it has that. Has that feel? But even when you're driving up to Hollywood Studios, and there's so many areas of Walt Disney World as a whole where you see that fucking tower, like it's it's it looks massive everywhere. Totally, it stands out above the park so well. Um, so we're not talking about the ride; we're talking about the structure. So the hotel's exterior features a huge blackened scorch mark across the front of the facade, where lighting had struck that eerily glows purple at night. Elevator doors uh, leading to the missing floors of the building are exposed, opening up to the arrival of screaming riders, although the screams are fake. It's a sound effect. Uh, Site clearing and prep began in 1992. A sinkhole led to the site being moved slightly. Interesting, right? (laughs) Sounds like an an omen. Could have been on a sinkhole. (laughs) Like That's just really scary. (laughs) I guess anything in Florida could be. So, um, Ryan, are you ready to drink this icon? Oh, I, I'm very ready. I'm really interested to see where this is going to fall. Because right now we have, I think, um, Cinderella's Castle is at 45 points. And Tree of Life is at 37 points. Um, so, you're, are you keeping score, Ryan? I'm, I'm going to keep score. Okay. And everyone want you to drink at home. We're going to play Drink That Icon. It's the same as Drink That Ride. You're going to... Uh, drink the difference. We're going to rank the icon through a series of rounds and drink the point difference that we give each round. For example, if a category is worth five points and you give it a three in that category, you drink two. Two sips, two seconds. The shittier the icon, the drunker you get. We're going to have two rounds. There's going to be technical rounds that are 30 points and a sentimentality round that's 20 points. Um, I know, it's cute. In, this, in the uh, technical round, we have the overall appearance for five points, function for five, lighting for five, 
uniqueness for five, and then interior and exterior components, which is going to be rides, restaurants, shows, stage shows, nighttime spectaculars. That's 10 points, 30 points up for grabs in that category, and there's 50 overall points up for grabs. Let's see how this baby does. Does she hold up to her ride points? I think, I'm thinking no, but we'll see. Um, so let's start with overall appearance. Uh, this is going to be like beauty and wow factor. Uh, the tower's design took inspiration from the existing Southern California landmarks, including the Biltmore Hotel and Mission Inn. The distinctive Spanish colonial revival architecture features that are present on and around the attraction's roofs were designed so that the rear facade would blend with the skyline of the Morocco Pavilion, one of my favorite facts, uh, which is located in Epcot, a mere two miles from Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, I will start by saying that every time I go to Hollywood Studios, I take a picture of the Tower of Terror, post it on my Insta story, and write hashtag bay, because it is <laughs> my bay. <laughs> like, I just, but I love it. You got, yeah. but throughout this whole thing, Adrian, I know it's difficult, but you have to separate <laughs> the, the attract. I but mean, I think it's beautiful. That's fine. And but just like just make sure that like you check <laughs> yourself. I'm not judging it by the ride. Ch- check yourself before <laughs> you wreck yourself. <laughs> um, I but I do write hashtag bay. But yeah, I don't know if, if there's other feelings involved. Like it's just I just love the attraction so much. But I don't do that with with you know Splash Mountain. And I love that one. I don't like take a picture of it and write hashtag bay. But I do take a like a nice boomerang of the of the logs going down. That's about it. But uh, so overall appearance and wow factor, like we just said. I like how like like d- during your Disney day, you're like, oh, I, I got to go get the boomerang. I got to go get my boomerang. Of course, Ryan. I've talked to you about this. This is very important. Like documentation of the day is very important to me. So we talk, overall, you know, beauty and wow factor, like we just said, this thing is massive. It does have a wow factor. Like you can't deny that. It, like you said earlier, feels huge. Um. Is it, like, beautiful, like, in terms of being stunning? Like, you know, I, I'm going to give this – what I'm saying is that it's not the most beautiful, but I think it has a major wow factor. I'm going to give it a four. I, I think that uh, I agree with you with – it has an incredible wow factor. It's massive, you know, like, uh, the way that you come come across it, you know, like walking down Sunset Boulevard, it's, it's you know, it's it's very big and impressive – but you also mentioned it has a giant black, you know, soot scar on the front of it. There's letters that are falling down like a dilapidated building. I know it's intentional, but we're talking about it as an icon for a park, not as, you know, the the ride. And obviously okay. this was purpose built for the ride, not sure. as an icon to the park. Because I think that if That's it didn't true. if it didn't say Hollywood in big bright letters across the front of it, there was there's no way that it would be part of the uh um, the icons. I think that's you know that's why is because this is the Hollywood Studios. That's Hollywood, Hollywood across yeah. it. You know, sure, it's built in. Uh, so because of that, I'm going to give it a, a two and a half. So <gasps> so, uh, so up to a three. Okay, I mean I agree with your points. Cheers, but that's low. Well, you know, it's only one. <laughs> I, it's only one point less than yours. I know, I know. You know, I take this this ride very personally. See, I said ride. I take this. Um, I take this very serious. Okay, so Ryan, you're gonna drink. You're drinking um, three. I'm drinking two. No, I'm drinking and two. We move uh, on. I did a three. Oh, you did a three. Okay, yeah, so I drink one. You did a Sorry, four. you 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 made me so crazy that I just forgot everything. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this this is a category that it's really not gonna do in do great in uh, function like does it wean does it act as a direction marker or a compass so i think that it does do this okay because you know from that whole side of the park it's your guiding light right if you're right. well this is located on like, how, sunset, do I get, how do i get over there it's not a central location it's located at the very end of sunset boulevard yes so it doesn't have that thing where when you walk through the gates it like pulls you towards the park it's one of those things where you have to look to the right yeah but when you get to that hub you know like that split at the end of uh what's what's that what's that road called that like uh hollywood boulevard is that hollywood boulevard yeah the, the one that you're on yeah when you first walk in through, through the gates 
Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. So when you get to like the hub on Hollywood Boulevard at, at Hollywood and Sunset, like you, yeah. you know, it does act as like a, a guiding director there. To itself. Well, to, to like that side of the park. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. it, it is tall enough where you can see it from every, pretty much everywhere. I don't think you can see it from, from Batu. But I think that's probably on purpose. So you, they don't want oh, you being able to see the definitely. the Tower of Terror in um in space, which is pretty amazing that they're able to pull that off. To be honest, like that they yeah. were able to cut the sight lines like that. Probably but, a but, lot. You know, of like if uh, if um if you were talking to a cast member and you wanted to get to um to uh um rock and roller coaster, they'd probably say like, "Oh, it's right next to Tower of Terror." And then, right, and then you'd be true. like, "Oh, okay, I know how to get there." Or if you wanted to go to the Beauty and the Beast sing along or whatever the hell's over there, Fantasmic, right? You know, like they'd probably use the tower as like their, "Oh, just go towards that giant building and you'll run into it." Right. So I think it's I I think that it's actually do, does a pretty good job as that. You know, weenie doesn't have to be like the center thing. You know, it just has to be like okay. a guiding thing. So I think it guides. I think it guides you to the park from outside of the park. That that sure. as well. I'm going to give it a four in that category. I will also give it a four. Let's drink one. Cheers. Okay, next category is lighting. This is five points. How does it look at night? Well, so on regular nights, uh, it is it glows like orange and purple. It's really looks really cool at night. Actually, photographs very well at night too, which I think that all of the icons, maybe with the exception of the Tree of Life, unless 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 it's, it's lit up, like do a great job of just becoming a totally different thing at night like mm. a totally different picture <laughs> again we go back to the pictures but when you take that daytime picture versus that nighttime picture um but i do prefer um the, the hollywood tower daytime picture but during the holiday season they've been doing the overlay the after dark and this is um they do projection mapping it was originally titled um sunset seasons greetings it's now known as the Hollywood Holiday Tower Hotel, and they completely transform it. It becomes uh, a Muppets gingerbread masterpiece, a Toy Story toy hotel, a snowy corner of Arendelle, and a Dickinson-esque village inspired by Mickey's Christmas Carol. Unbelievable, like show-stopping. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna... I, hope, I hope they do it more. I hope they do it. They shouldn't just do it at the holidays. I'm going to save... For me, I'm going to save that for one of our later categories. Um, that that you're talking that has, the nighttime, yeah, the interior and exterior components because that has like more points to give, and I think that sure. I'm going to use uh, these things as their you know their nighttime spectacular later on. Sure, and just judge this one just on its like regular lighting. Okay, that's fair. Um, and for that, you know it. It does transform it and, uh, you know, has like a nice purple glow to it. And, uh, you know, the I, I think that the, the lights are kind of cool, but it's not spectacular. It's not like the castle. It's not like the even like the tree of life. It's definitely not like the glow. Definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely not Spaceship Earth, yeah, which is which I really arguably love the best in terms of lighting. Yeah, yeah just it's like pure simplistic lighting. Um, so yeah. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, you know surprisingly I'm right there with you. Uh, this isn't the best of the best. I do love it, but it's, I mean, it's yeah, I'm going to give it a three as well. Cheers. Two drinks. Cheers. Okay. Um, this is uniqueness. really good. We like you yeah. guys at home, like go through the effort, make this drink. It's delicious. Put a little honey in it. Little honey. Uh, <laughs> uh, uniqueness. How unique is this icon? Have you seen it before? Is it a copycat? What are your thoughts on that, Ryan? Well, just I mean, of... overall, I will say though, like, of all, like with all of the transitions of the icons with this park, they're all pretty unique. Well, the Earful the, Tower, the Chinese theater is not unique. <laughs> well, that's full blown copycat but yeah in terms of like an icon for an amusement park though i don't think it's um i think it's pretty unique but yeah sure um but like they've, they're all pretty unique they're not um i mean the least unique we, we've already said is cinderella castle but, but um and even even the globe is not unique or 
or at all not a copycat. It's 100% a copycat of the World's Fair. But um, I think the Tower of Terror is pretty unique. Yeah, I agree. It's it's unique. I mean, like, but it's also based off of, you know, like a very specific type of of, of mission style architecture that was very famous in Hollywood at that time of in t- time and age. You know, if you look at like old pictures of the Chateau Marmont, which is, uh, you know, like a, a Hollywood hotel, it's like pretty, you know, like, the, like they had well, some pretty good precedents to go off of. So when you're thinking unique, I feel like you're thinking like unique, like against the world. Yeah. I'm thinking unique against like theme, par- other theme parks. Oh, I'm thinking like, you know, is this an edifice of, unto itself like is it you know a one i mean that's super difficult to achieve well the tree of life does it the tree of life does it so you know i hold everything to that standard (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm gonna gonna give it a um let's see i am going to give it a i'm giving it a four Uh, i'll go three i'll go one okay cheers you drink two i'll drink one Okay, and now my favorite part of the te- the last and final technical category is interior and exterior components. That includes rides, restaurants, shops, stage shows, and nighttime spectaculars. Um, opened in July 1994, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, also known as just the Tower of Terror, is an accelerated drop power dark ride. The attraction is inspired by Rod Sterling's anthology television series the twilight zone and takes place in the fictional hollywood tower hotel um that's pretty much the icon except after leaving the elevator guests are led through a hotel corridor towards a lost and found desk uh, of the hotel that's converted into um on-ride photograph uh service and guests enter the gift shop uh called tower merchandise the shop has cracked walls and is dimly lit in keeping the with the theme of the hotel and stocks merchandise themed to the attraction and including hotel bathrobes, slippers, and keychains. I love this gift shop. It's Me my, too. it's my favorite gift shop in maybe all of Walt Disney World in general. And the gift shop is very unique. It's one of the only ones that I buy stuff I, in. I don't know why. Yeah. Like I kind of only buy stuff in this gift shop. Yeah. It's one of those ones that I genuinely look forward to getting off the ride and being like, Oh my God, I definitely have to try on the bell hop hat again. Yeah. What I don't like I definitely is, gotta that, ring the bell. <laughs> is that like now they, you know, like there's like Marvel stuff in there, you know, like there's like yeah. other stuff in there, which is kind of a bummer that it's not as bespoke, you know, like it's, it's like, a sure. Little... They, it's just the full hotel merchandise. There should even be like the, the they should sell like the shampoo. Like it yeah. should just be like, it should just be totally like everything is just what would you have bought at the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Totally, totally. It would be so cool. Um, but it's still pretty cool. Things it's missing out on. Uh, where's the Hollywood, the Tower of Terror, or the uh, the Twilight Zone restaurant? For sure. Because like, I mean, that would be so killer. Or like so killer. Put, put, that da- put that David Copperfield. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Put that David Copperfield magic restaurant here. For sure. Let's get the Magic Castle, like, uh, you know, uh, L.A.'s famous Magic Castle, and put that here and do magic shows in it. I would be all about that. I agree, Ryan. I'd even, I would even idea. do an add-on ticket. I'd, even, I'd pay money in the park. Sure. Like, go see, like, a dope magic show? Sure. While getting or, a drink? Yeah, done. Or pay money for, like, uh, like, a signature dining experience that's, like, fully themed. Exactly. Like, like full like you're just like there's things happening kind of like trader sam's like you know things are going on in the restaurant into it for sure that's a disney get on it so there are some things missing but like you said there's also that uh overlay um that nighttime overlay and i i think that they are gonna i think something's coming in terms of a new nighttime overlay uh with this 50th anniversary like i think they're gonna do some other projections i mean what is the reason you think that they can't do fireworks from behind the tower? Is it because of because Fantasmic is behind there? Um, this is another problem with this park. Is there was a time that I was there and very recently 
and I went to like the eight o'clock Fantasmic. But then at nine o'clock, there was the the Star Wars fireworks happening at the Chinese theater. But then also, and this was during the holidays, there was the projection mapping going on at you know at the tower. And then after the Star Wars fireworks, there was the Christmas fireworks also at the Grumman's. So it just felt like there was so much nighttime stuff going on, and nothing was like. Well, it's all Nothing disjointed. Was like it's the ju- nighttime show. Yeah. Well, it's all disjointed. Like this, this park has never and still has not figured out what it wants to be, what its identity is. Right. You know, there's I no other. There's no other park be. that's changed its name. You know, like. Yeah. I still call this thing. I still call this place MGM. You know, it's it hasn't been that. I finally in got over years. it. I finally call it Hollywood Studios, but it, it took a, it took a long time. I mean, like through this podcast, I've gotten a little bit better about it, but in my personal life. It'll always be MGM. Yeah. Um, Um, And I think they've said it's probably going to change again, the name. Really? Yeah. To like... uh, To the studios. I kind of like the studios. It's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. So what do you think about these interior... IP Wonderland? (laughs) Oh, Wonderland Kingdom. I mean, uh, IP (laughs) Kingdom. That should be one of the parts. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know what? I'd so be what, totally fine with that if they kept it all there. Well, if you call it IP Kingdom, then at least you know where you're getting into. Damn straight. You're like, well, look, I came here for IP Kingdom. Yeah. It's, so now it's nothing that's but what photo, it is. It's just photo ops. <laughs> the entire <laughs> thing is photo ops. Um, all right, Ryan, what are you giving this uh, for interior and exterior components? I think, like we just said, there's some room for improvement some room for improvement um you know and i don't want that of 10 points i don't want disney to think that they uh that they don't have to do work so it doesn't get a perfect even though it's got a perfect ride (laughs) within it or damn close to perfect ride damn close to perfect and a uh and a and a great um a great gift shop as well so i'm gonna i'm gonna come in at a eight i am also coming in at an eight i think it needs a little bit but it's pretty damn good. All right. So cheers, Adrian, two. we are not as far off from one another as I thought we were going to be. What are we? I thought we, we maybe like two or three points off. We are one point off. I am at 21 what? points. Yeah. I'm at 21 points after uh, the five categories and you are at 22 points after five categories. So uh, we have a, an average score of 21.5 out of 50. Uh, I'm sorry, out of, t- out, out of 30. Out of 30. And we have the the feels category coming up. This is this the one is sentimentality. Gonna, this one's going to add a lot of points for me because I have all the feels about, <laughs> about All right, well, it's it's out of it's 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 out of, out 20, of 20 points and I'd like yeah. to please remind you and you at home this is about it as an icon for the park okay, but and the sentimentality behind that and not the rest of it. This thing already got a 48.5 in a different, in a different listen place. To me, listen to me. Listen to me, Ebenezer Scrooge. This is – this. you cannot fully separate the icon from what the icon represents to you. Well – when you can't you can't be like oh what, like when you're looking at spaceship earth you can't not think of spaceship earth ride i mean but but i'm not saying completely i'm saying the emotion that you get when you see that icon whatever it's based on you can't control that if somebody was to ask you to like draw a picture that reminds you of hollywood studios I know that I would not draw the tower. Ooh. Ooh. What would you draw? The Chinese theater? Yeah. Well, then you're basically saying that being the center matters. Being well, at the center matters. Not only that, but, I mean, it's also been it's also been kind of the icon for the entire – its entire existence. It has yeah. to do with movies. The whole park has to do with movies. In general, I – for me, the, my sentimentality of that ride is very different from my sentimentality of it as an icon. So, out of the twenty points, I'm—it's going to be low for me, like Ooh. like stupid low, kind of. I think I'm going to come in at a nine. I think it's under fifty percent for me as an as an icon alone. Well, I'm going to double that. 
and I'm coming in on an 18. Okay. I so think you have that, a lot of I drinking think, to do. Uh, yeah, yeah well, that's, <laughs> that's very true. I'm gonna, oh, fuck, I have to get a refill. You have to drink 12 sips of a gin drink for oh. your horribleness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I do. 11, 11. No, is that a 20 points? You gave it an 8. No, I gave it oh, a 9. Oh, 9? Okay, right. Sorry. You know what? Just for that, I'm going to take the extra sip. I'm giving it an 8. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'm just so curious what we're coming in here. I think, right, I'll tell everybody in the audience that Ryan is really drinking all of his sips. Like, he's taking it on the on the chin, literally. <laughs> well, if you if you if you want to see me gagging on gin, uh, watch our YouTube. You can watch channel. our YouTube channel, which uh, which will have uh, have the video of this. Yeah, broadcast. he really drank uh, it. Very proud of him. I'm not. <laughs> My doctor certainly is. Your liver's not. Yeah. Okay. So that I gave it a total then of out of possible fifty points of forty points. You did. That's what happened. You gave it. I gave it a total of 29. Oh. With that eight pointer. That's low. You know what? I think it is low. I'm going to change. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to change it back to a nine. Cause I, it deserves at least 30. That's for sure from me. And that gives us a, an average of 35, 35 points. So that makes it, so, it's on. It fell under the tree of life as an icon. Which was thirty-seven. Yeah, as an icon. So, thirty-five out of fifty is where it sticks at the end of the rounds. How do you feel oh, about wow. that number? How do you feel about that? I mean, terrible. I feel absolutely awful about it. I mean, I'm sure it's correct, and you made a such a value. You Johnny Cochran the <laughs> hell out of it when you said if I had to draw a picture of Hollywood Studios, I wouldn't draw the tower. Tar- like I was like, why did you have to say that? Uh. Um, <laughs> but um, I I just I love it so much, and like that I just I walk down Sunset Boulevard continuously what, snapping what photos you, of it. What would you draw? Would it be the would it now I'm, valid, now I'm starting to think about it like would it be Ryan, it would, it be fan, point, would it be I'd phantasmic? Draw, I'd, I'd probably draw the the Chinese theater. I think you're right. Yeah, but but now I'm trying to think of like would I draw the Chinese theater or would I draw like Mickey on the top of the rock for phantasmic? Because I think that that's like an equally iconic only MGM thing. Only so Hollywood you're saying Studios like if you thing. had to associate. Hollywood Studios with one image. With, yeah, with what one would it thing. Be? There, what would it, would it be? Yeah, Mama, it might be Mama, Sorcerer Rip, Mickey. Mama Melrose. <laughs> I think that might have been why they made the Sorcerer's Hat because I think people, because of Fantasmic, yeah. were associating Hollywood Studios with Fanta- with Sorcerer Mickey. Maybe, maybe. I kind of feel like sense. I kind of feel like that's the a, a much better emblematic uh, sure icon. Yeah. It is an icon. Yeah. Anyways, interesting. That's, well, well, then you know you, what? Then it, you know how what? do you, you feel about the number? You think it fell in the right place? Then uh, you know, I mean, I think that at that thirty-five is a, is a pretty low number, but I do think that it's that this is a less successful icon than um, than the Tree of Life, which came in at uh, just above this, right at like uh, 37. 30, thirty-seven. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I it and feels it, weird. And the Tree because, of Life was intentionally made to be the icon correct like tower of terror is just it's like almost like you know like if a quarterback gets injured and you got to throw in the relief quarterback like that's what the tower it's it's like you know we had to take on the sorcerer's hat we need another icon yeah and this one is the biggest and the baddest and loved and and beloved you know i mean like this thing is beloved like but uh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm okay with I'm okay with my score. I know that it's not a uh, not what you would pick for it, but Yeah, okay. I mean it's it's a bummer, but I get it. And I think that the, you have such valid points. And yeah, I mean in terms of it isn't as successful as a lot of other ones, yeah. but I want to um, know I want to know what you what, what you at home yeah. uh what you at home would pick as the icon. Right, for sure. right to us right to us at our uh at our email at um, drunkdistory at gmail.com. And, uh, if we get an, enough inter- interesting responses, we'll read them on the pod. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Okay, so uh, Ryan, how drunk are you on a scale of the Orange Bird to Chewbacca? Two Disney, two Hollywood Studios park icons. Uh, yeah, all right. So then let's let's go with a third. I guess I'm a, a Gertie the dinosaur. After, ah. Yeah, after that, uh, after that twelve that twelve sip uh, ramp up, I'm a little slow and lumbering, and I got oh. and I got ice cream in my belly. So uh, nice. I think I'm the brooms from Fantasia because this icon sweeps me away. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why do it when you got it? Um, Okay, and that's our show for today. Uh, We have one more icon, so stay tuned next week. The the competition concludes with what could potentially be the best. Who's going to be that winner? Is is it going to be Spaceship Earth? We'll find out next week where it ranks, Uh, but as of right now, the winner is Cinderella Castle. We'll I'm, see what happens. I'm just excited to find out what it is officially called. <laughs> is it called Spaceship Earth? Is it called the Globe? Is it? I called, thought the same thing. I think it, it's called Spaceship. Is Earth. it called Big Golf Ball? What's it called? We're gonna find it's out. Called Epcot Icon. I will Let's be telling out. you because I'm gonna be doing like the deepest of deep dives into this big <laughs> ball of glory. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. The Dark Ride, presented by Drunk Distry, is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and review, or just telling a Disney Parks-loving friend to listen. Another thing you can do, make it your Insta story. Take a screenshot when you're listening and share it with your friends. That really helps us get the word out there. Uh, email us questions or shout us at drunkdistory at gmail.com and please follow us on Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distry. We're doing Disney memes, Disney news, Disney photographs. Uh, it's really fun and kind of dark, just like the dark ride. And right now we're posting a lot of my personal trip photos. So if you want to see those, follow us along. Also follow Drunk Distry on YouTube. We um, we just we put up a Disney Hall video that's doing really well. Uh, these episodes will be up there pretty soon, and uh, we'll have more fun stuff up there, little breakout things that we come up with. Um, that's it. Thanks for drinking Disney with us, everyone. Cheers. Get into it. Get into it.